We need one of those chairs that you jam your legs under and it forces you to sit upright. Those weird old chairs. Torture chairs. Yeah, I love them. Okay, rolling. Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about June 14th through 20th. No slurping on... Uh, yes. I almost said no slurping on camera. That's, no slurping on microphone. Is there a camera in here? I wouldn't even yeah, yeah, be surprised. Yeah, we're a video cast. That would be fun. One of these times we need to see that because they're like, is Andrew really there? Or Because that one time you <laughs> ran out in the middle of a podcast, they're like, is he even really there? Like, no, nah, there he is. He, we, honey, just honey an, bun or something. we just have an Andrew call box. And it the, just oh, says, we like, should have that. Like catchphrases? That, yeah, Andrew catchphrases. Do you catchphrases? <laughs> I don't know. Movie yeah, trivia. I don't even have one. I'm like trying to think of a fake thing Andrew might say. Well, Simpsons quotes, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of your, the catchphrases. But I'm disappointed you're not in your full purple and red well, face paint. And I know. Uh, I only have a jersey. I got my Raps jersey. I got my purple Raps shirt so double. that people know that I didn't buy that in the last month. Yeah. Like most people. You know, I'm not going to go in on the bandwagon fans. Also, I'm not going to talk <laughs> about basketball the whole time. But, but today today's the day. is the day, literally. And I was thinking that, oh, that was a terrible Andrew shot. Andrew missed a basketball shot. <laughs> How ironic. Hopefully that doesn't happen to the Toronto Raptors tonight. But So do you take... See, I have a friend of mine who can't watch sports... Because of the stress. Okay, that's my wife, basically. So, last night, or two nights ago, when they lost by one point, and it was one of the greatest games ever. <laughs> did well, you take, until they lost. <laughs> did you take any joy? Or are you just um, sitting there kind of sweating? And <laughs> That like, game was weird, because, like, I was... I don't know. It just because, like, Kevin Durant is, like, you know, one of the best players in the league. And, like, he was really hurt bad. And they said his... It was, like, a... Like, I don't know. Basically, everyone thought it was an Achilles tear. And then they're like, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's a calf strain. It's a calf strain. So he's not going to play. Is he going to play? And there's these mind games. And then finally, for that game, they announced he's going to play. And so then everyone's like, oh, Toronto's done now. Series over. And it's like, well, he hasn't played in a month. And he hasn't practiced. So I'm not too worried. But he played. And then he did rip his Achilles. Oh. And so now the whole thing is like, was it already bad? Like, who's at fault? Did they pressure him to play? Yeah. So because of that, it was a weird game because like this dude, he's literally out for a calendar year because of this injury. And so the vibe totally changed. It was like a record scratch. And then everyone's right. like, oh, and it was all, it was in Toronto. But like, so is he I don't know. laying on the ground writhing in pain? No, no. that's, that's what you would think. But appara- yeah. <laughs> I guess apparently it's just, it's like a tight pinch and then that's all you feel like. So it's oh, not yeah. as bad as it is, but he's also like the toughest dude. So he just, he just kind of like winced and that was it. He didn't even go down. I have a friend who's had, I don't know, 20 different knee surgeries. Yeah. And he said once he had something where you could hear the injury. Yeah. Like a... Um, like a pop, kind of? Or? Well, like a pop, and then, like, blinds going up. Oof. Like, you could... Your ear to your... Le- like, he could hear it. That's... I was like, wow, the human body's not well thought through sometimes. And my calf, my right calf, feels like it hurts ever since this guy's injury. Like, it's yeah. just psychosomatic. <laughs> yeah, I'm phantom just, pain. I know, I'm like, oh, God, from all the nothing I do, it's gonna hurt. But it was... Bit, but, yeah, so we lost by one point on the last shot. Uh. And, like, yeah, that sucked. But, like, honestly, it was just such a weird storyline... The thing that sucked was we were up by six with like a minute and a half left. And now you get and to win, win on their court. On the last game ever at their court. Oh, see, so that makes it even better. Yeah, see, they're just destroying like it. In. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but that, that's a... Uh... I'm so scared. Like, I never... I haven't been... Like, my whole talk all this time is like, if they win on Thursday or today or whatever, like, because I can't say that they're going to do Yeah, it. like, you'll see highlight reels and, and just fans not even players sitting in you know no one's taking joy it's yeah. people who have paid hundreds of dollars for a ticket <laughs> oh god and they're just sitting there and like when i go watch avengers or <laughs> or you know i there's not a point where i'm sitting there 
going, oh, what's going to happen yeah. to Iron Man? Like, <laughs> I kind of... You know, it's going to work out. Yeah, but. you imagine, it was like, he's probably, that's like why I didn't feel bad when I, there were, you know, spoiler possibilities before I saw Avengers, because I'm like, I imagine they defeat Thanos. I, yeah. I imagine they they don't all die. Oh, it'd be so good. I always want that of a mainstream movie. Imagine, like, Harry Potter, if they just <laughs> totally change the book. Like, he gets just, shot in the head or something. Just wipe everyone out. <laughs> just everybody. It'd be or, so good. Or I thought it'd be horrible. One of those romantic comedies where somebody's running for an airplane. Yeah. And have Tom Hanks get on the airplane, and they just crash. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's the Final Destination plane? Yeah. Like, oh and my it, god, Devin Sawa's on this plane? No! No! Like, that's Too bad Sully wasn't uh, yeah. Yeah. piloting. Yeah, man, do you man. think when Devin Sawa gets on a plane... Oh god, that I never even thought of that. People I, are like, uh-oh. Yeah, like, or, or that, or they're just like, oh, getting yeah. on a plane, and he's like, okay, yes, I get it. Or if you like, hear him listen to Eminem, you're like, oh, Stan video. Years ago, I think I was coming home from Vancouver for a visit when I lived out there. There was still, I guess, I guess it makes sense, it's like a five-hour flight, so there was actually a movie on the plane. This is years ago where it wasn't the magic of everyone with their own movie on the back <laughs> of a seat. Like, there was a movie playing. Yeah. And it was... A Ben Affleck, Sandra Bullock romantic comedy. Forces of Nature. Forces of Nature. Oh, man. In which the opening scene is a plane crash. Not a real big plane crash. I forgot about that. But kind of a little plane crash. And I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm kind of double-taking, and like, should we be watching this right now? We're on a plane, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, it was a little plane crash. But... (laughs) It was in there, and I'm like, this isn't a good movie Did to show. Did anyone die on the plane crash? No, I, I think it was just kind of like there was complications, yeah, like, and one of the characters had a phobia or something. <laughs> of planes crashing? Like, hey, I hate yeah. that too, so weird. Our selections today are alive. Oh, man, Six Days, Seven Nights had a plane crash too, didn't it, with Harrison yeah. Ford and Anne Heche? Man, it's sad how I instantly knew Forces of Nature, by the way. I hope no one listened Forces to this. Forces of Nature, yeah. It's like, how did he know that? It was like it's your favorite the, film. Oh, man. I was, I was ready. I was like, bounce. No, it, no. it's not. You didn't say uh, whoever that was in that one. Paltrow, I believe. Man, it's always funny to look back a couple decades and see how different things were. At the time, Affleck was romantic comedy guy, and now he's Oscar-winning filmmaker. Even Changing Lanes wasn't good. Oh, and that yeah. had Sam the Man. Like, I, I saw that and Bounce in theaters. I'm not bragging by no. any means, but I was, it was just like some, one was a date. They might both have been dates, actually. I, I was so crushed because we went to see Bounce that was opening against Unbreakable. So it was oh, 2000, wow. I guess. I wanted to see Unbreakable so bad, and we did not. And yeah. Bounce uh, sucked. Yeah. It may shock you to learn. It was just, it was a terrible, oh my god, yeah, don't watch Bounce. Uh, and yeah, and then I saw Unbreakable later, and I was like, oh, well, that wasn't a good relationship. I totally should have seen Bounce it. about dryer sheets? Like, it should have been. The inventor of dryer sheets? Well, it was a very light film, I will say that, but it was like, I th- it was... I think Paltrow's husband dies, and Affleck is the dude who like so, balances the funny? budget or the whatever for insurance. He survived. So, no, he, he takes her husband's. No, he gives up his seat on the plane. Oh, oh is that's that what, what it was? was? Okay, yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow's husband takes it. He's like, here, take my seat on this flight, and then the flight crashes. Was that was the that movie one? I watched? Is that so Force? Are you confusing Force of Nature with Bounce? Because Bounce, I thought, no. was the one where he has to go tell Paltrow her husband has died, but then doesn't say how he knows, and he just like... Yeah, that's Bounce. That's Bounce. Ba- but Jesus. Is this just I don't one know why movie we're talking about these movies? Well, I'm just amazed that, like, I'm amazed how much the three of us know about these movies. And I haven't even seen it. Yeah, right. You're quick to get on that. Yeah, yeah. But not the plane. Don't get on that. I went to see a free preview movie last night, and I doubled down. I got passes to two movies at the exact same time. Oh, 
So we split double date where girls and boys went to two different movies. Mm. So I went to see Shaft, which I will never stop talking about (laughs) that it's the third canonical movie called Shaft out of five films. That's so weird to me. Yeah, that is weird. It's not a reboot. It's it, not, like, I just kind of think it's weird that all three generations are in it, too. Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. Gwen and our friend Mika went to see the strangely named Stuber. Struber? Stuber? Oh. It's with Kumail and Dave Bautista. Oh. Yeah. It's like a buddy cop movie or buddy thing. That buddy that existed. Buddy non-cop movie. <laughs> Man. All I know so the you both saw cop movies. We both saw, I think, although different plot, very similar kind of light yet violent buddy movies uh, one was father son and one was the original odd couple they were no actually they're strangely similar they're both odd couple movies and they're both coming out the same day both coming out the same day <laughs> and they're both the lady said as we said they were both shockingly violent okay and i think we've kind of turned a corner where you know for a long time people were oh we have to keep it 14 mm. because we want kids to go we gotta you know so there'd be movies with a lot of shooting but you wouldn't see anything yeah, no one gets shot but shooting so this one had like full on you know blood coming out old school style yeah and I believe Stuber was even more violent yeah. so I think now they're just like nah we'll just make it R rated it's fine yeah it is really weird like that well, although I like it cause like the, and even like we've been sort of talking about the like they just made a banana splits movie and it's hard R with gore and stuff it's so based weird. on a like literally children's show from the 60s and I just like I kind of love that there's risks being taken like that because it's just it's so who who does that like what what even is that and it is we are in a world of remakes which is nothing new and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it's just branding and DC Comics the last couple years has done some weird stuff with Mm Hanna-Barbera and one was a slightly more realistic Flintstones and it was amazing like it was super good I think one award like live action movie? No, no, just a comic or book. It was a comic, okay. But it just was much more kind of commenting on politics and but it still uh. had all the puns and dinosaurs and yeah. everything. Then they did a Jetsons that I didn't think worked quite so well, but that's the world we're in is getting big creators to do remakes yeah. versus original content. Where again like you look at what's his name? Matt Reeves mm-hmm. is jumping right from Planet of the Apes to Batman. Yeah. So he's not getting any original content, but he's doing good stuff. Yeah, and we're never going to get that Archie versus Predator. Oh, <laughs> man. That'd be so- I want Robocop versus Terminator. That yeah. was a really good comic that I think would have worked really well as a movie. Yeah. Well, and even the Ash, uh, Leatherface, and Jason, or some, some combination of them. I can't remember who it was. It the- Freddy, Jason, Ash, maybe. I think, I think there's a Leatherface one. If Freddy versus Jason had been even a half big hit I think we would have got Ash versus Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. I don't think that's just geek hopes and dreams I believe no. there was actually a script I and think so yeah. I, I think it was gonna happen there was so many scripts just for Freddy versus Jason like I mean yeah. they, they're, God there must have been like 30 scripts and you're like what I, I'm just impressed like that what came it's not like you know I don't love that movie but I didn't hate it and it's just I don't know how you could possibly please everyone from that both movie, franchises I like that movie Except, I mean, and it's Freddy, but Freddy has a... Freddy says a really bad word a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the victims calls Freddy a really bad word. And just yeah. there's these couple little moments where you're like, it's strange to cringe at a Freddy movie. You it's know? so funny, like, he <laughs> like, could swear, and you're like, oh, yeah. And then yeah. You, you drop, like, something like that, and you're like, whoa, buddy. Whoa, come you? on, back he's up, a, Freddy. Easy there, child murderer. What's your problem? I was just listening to... There's a really great nerd podcast called... 
It's Matt Gorley and Paul Rust, and they have a Friday the 13th podcast. Oh, you've even said the title. Yeah, and my brain just froze, and I forgot the title. In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. But they were talking about the controversy back and forth as to whether or not Freddy is only a child murderer or a child molester. Right. Either or. both. I think. I mean, that's and it depends on the timeline, too, because they try to be coy with the remake. Is there something in a movie where one of the... It's okay if he's a child murderer. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I have no problem with that. That's the weird thing, is that you have this character, the weird 80s, who was on t-shirts and in a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince music video. Yeah, and he had an album. Lunchboxes, etc., and he's a child murderer. It's yeah, really at weird. Least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> and then the TV scenario. show, too. Like there was, I think there was two seasons of uh, Freddy's Nightmares. And he was kind of treated like a Elvira. And yeah. it's like, but Elvira's a, a, a lovable, plucky riff host. I hadn't thought of it. That, that, that actually is like a pretty good comparison, like if, taking away the like murderer aspect. Because <laughs> yeah. like, they really do, at that, like she was always like that, but like they totally made him that. Like yeah. the male Elvira, but not really. Like, just with the wisecracks and all that. And, and did he do commercials? Was there, like, oh, yeah. Robert Englin doing a beer commercial as Freddy? Yeah, and I can't, like, Miller Lite or something like that, I feel like. I can't remember. So and so did Elvira. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you can't really compare the two because like, it's like, come on. Jason and Michael Myers, they're just lovable killing machines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, when you don't, don't talk, like, it's not a problem. You're not dropping questionable <laughs> remarks. But, yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing that... It's, it's a scene with him and Kelly Rowland, Kelly Rowland, Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child, and they both kind of throw some words at each other. And even when I saw it ten years ago or whatever, I remember being like going, "Oh no!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even yeah, I don't know. I know he just killed a bunch of your friends and stuff, but in this podcast, they said that the first draft was really good, but they wanted it to be like hipper and more offensive. Mm-hmm. So somebody else came in and just threw in a bunch of offensive oh, stuff, yeah. and that's where that came from because yeah. I did like it that it the broad strokes of it I thought were really good of it kind of paid tribute to what it was yeah. had Freddy fighting Jason but kind of thought a bit outside the box got a director who actually had the, some cool stuff behind him mm-hmm. that was the run where I think what was the last it was like Jason takes Manhattan yeah, and, and then and Jason then, uh, goes Jason, to hell yeah and then Jason X and none of them did Great. No. Like, financially. I think, I feel like, you know, they've made money by now just because of home media and stuff like that. But yeah, like, they weren't by any means. Like, even Jason X wasn't even a huge release, I don't think. No. Uh, I was excited for it. Actually, I loved it when I first saw it when it came out in in 2001, I guess. And then now it's just, I mean, a couple of good kills, but it's just, it's, yeah, it is not great. And you kind of blink, but now those franchises have been gone for a long time. Yeah. But now with Halloween kind of back, I think there's been a lot of rumble of, oh, maybe we'll get a reboot or a in canon something. Yeah, because, like, we got, 2009 is the last one where you got the Friday remake, but, and that almost got a sequel, but it just didn't, now the rights are just so messed up. What year did Friday the 13th, like, wouldn't Jason be 90 now? Yeah. I mean, I guess he's kind of zombie undead, too. And is he a different Jason in the 2009 one? Because he runs, and he's not, like, is he older? I don't know. Well, I didn't realize that, despite him being the guy who comes out and is like, I'm Jason, a lot of people don't like Kane Hodder. Yeah. Because he kind of brought this muscle man... Zombie, unkillable. Yeah. Other people think Kane Hunter's like the Jason. Right. Which is weird because then it's like those are usually the same people who are like, oh, the first two are the best ones or something like that. And you're like, Kane Hunter wasn't even in it until the seventh one. Yeah. You know? like, so I like the sixth one best personally. But and like, we have a Friday the 13th coming up. 
Yeah, uh, there's one in December. For, but so I don't maybe know December. For that. So we're already booked in the one for September because we got Lloyd Kaufman coming. True, well, which I mean, is way more a draw than playing an old Friday Thirteenth movie. Yeah, but in the December one, we're at the we're at the thirtieth anniversary of Jason Takes Manhattan. But then you mm. go, do you just play Friday Thirteenth, or do you play one that's not as good but kind of a fun <laughs> anniversary? Have we played all ten at this point? I don't think so i could be wrong i don't think so i don't no. like we've come close like we clearly we've played the first two uh, i would assume and i know we played we played three for sure jason goes to hell and freddy versus jason and we have we played manhattan i don't know i don't know if i we don't have. think so I feel like andrew's played, my go-to for stuff like that we've played new blood we've played mm-hmm. like six for sure like i've seen jason we've played here. four a couple of times i think we showed four on film on 35 oh fun oh in 3d we definitely Five. showed Part three, that was the last one we showed. Yeah, yeah. Have you shown a new beginning? Part five? No. That's most people don't like that one. No, that one's I like I like it. Hey, come on, here we go. Yeah, like there's a completest, You're not wrong, no. <laughs> There's a completest nature versus showing one that people just want to watch. But it's like yeah. you don't want to just show the first one over and over and over no. again. And I liked when we played Jason Goes to Hell, because like yeah. I'd never seen it in the big screen. It's unique, you know, and it's enough time has passed that I actually think it's kind of a neat entry as these things go. Like I'm not saying it's a great movie, but and it is always the I think we play that because it was something anniversary it yeah. was the 20th anniversary or something but it makes sense yeah so 5 and 8 might be the only ones we have and possibly 10 but I mean who cares about that yeah and the reboot yeah but yeah. and again that doesn't count yeah. <laughs> nobody cares but that, it would be funny though to like because at least yeah 8 you know yeah I could see it and if it is the 30th so yeah think about it I'll so be there Christmas we'll show a Christmas edition of they, Do any of them take place at Christmas? No. Sadly not. And that was the thing that they were talking about. Maybe the sequel to the remake might be a Christmas one because they've never done a Christmas. In the snow. Or a, yeah. at least snow, you know, yeah. But they did just announce today Blumhouse is uh, doing a new Black Christmas coming out oh. December 13th. So it's literally go. like, I guess, done. Or I don't know how yeah. fast it takes to make movies. Blumhouse movies? Yeah, it must be done. Yeah. Where are we now? June? Yeah. Is, they literally announced it two hours ago. They just dropped a poster and were like, Black Christmas. And they're like, is it a remake? Is it a sequel to the original or to the remake? Well, if we're Don't going know. through the new tradition, it's the same title and a sequel. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And they're watching the original in the movie that's a sequel to the remake or something. Like, it's going to be some weird stuff like that. Well, then they dropped a picture of Blumhouse and Jamie Lee Curtis, which made everybody go, oh, they're talking about the sequel. Yeah. And I really want it just to be called Halloween 2. So we will have three Halloween 2s. But T-O-O, like you like. <laughs> yeah, like my false flashpoint memory that there was a movie called Pet Cemetery T-O-O. It might as well have been called that. Like, nobody likes that I one swear anyway. I saw a poster, but it was just in my brain. But that, like, but it's but like now a time-space continuum leap in my yeah, past. Yeah, and now oh, I believe Pet, it. No, it's Pet Cemetery. Isn't T-W-O. it? T-W-O. Yeah. It is, but he that's was the only. It, there's no other movie that's T-W-O. There's, is there? What's the... Or T O O, you mean? Wasn't T double T double O instead of like? The, oh yeah. No, I think that's the only one. The, I, uh, the number. Because like Dumb and Dumber two, I think they did T O. Yeah. But yeah, because like that's a good question. Well, it's a question. I mean, I think it's a good question. I don't know if everyone else thinks it is. <laughs> but like Godfather, Godfather. Oh my God. That would be so good. Right, there's something to look up. Find out how many uh, part twos are spelled T O O. T O. God. Which they're all great. Yeah. Okay, let's chat about June 14th to the 20th, because we've, as per usual, talked about lots of things. bad movies and sports for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's true. By the time you hear this, hopefully the Raps will have won. And you'll be coming to see... Movies at the Mayfair, because we had a really slow week. <laughs> don't, don't tell them that. Well, no, because, you know, you want to panic sometimes. Oh, my God. But it just happens. Like, it just happens, especially early summer. Mm-hmm. 
patio's open, and now hockey's over, basketball's about to be over. But then you're like, you're like oh, Changeland didn't do very well. But then if Changeland had played two weeks from now, it yeah. might have done better. You know, it's always this real luck of the draw. Like, if we had screened Alien on the same night as a basketball game, maybe 10 people would have come instead of 150. It's you true. know, it's, the, it's, the farmhouse or whatever is done okay. The yeah. farm movie did well, yeah. Farm, so, so yeah Best our, little farm house. Best Texas. little farmhouse in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one, uh, like, yeah, we got like 50 people yesterday for it. I, yeah, like, I love our niche well. documentaries <laughs> that save us. So coming up, starting June 14th, we have a documentary called Halston about the fashion industry. Studio 54 in the 1970s and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. It won the Best Documentary Award from the Seattle Film Fest and was nominated at Tribeca. And that should do well. That kind of yeah. stuff does well for us. Well, it seems interesting, too. Like, it's, I, I like these ones where I don't know a lot about it and I can be blown away. Yeah, I don't know anything about how... It looks good, but if, yeah, if you check out the trailer, it's really interesting. It's like sort of the rise and fall of this... I guess he was the first fashion designer's superstar. Right. Oh, and then I guess he, he sold his name to, like, retail, and that, that was sort of the beginning of the end for him. Yeah, documentaries like that are good because I don't know anything about it. So I don't know if he lives or dies or twists or whatever. It's spoiler-free for me because I don't know my fashion history, yeah. but it's still a fascinating <laughs> subject. Andrew's already said too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, spoiler alert. Damn it. We have Red Joan, which is so funny because we talk about this often. It's starring... Oscar winner Judy Dench. Nice the sequel to uh, Red Sonia. <laughs> so it's not the sequel to Red Sonia. I was so excited, but what I thought it was. She's one of our go-to box office gold. We should give her a little plaque, Man. dear Judy Dench. Thank She's, you for, or at least like have a little like a, a Dench bench out front oh, of the theater. A Dench bench. Bench. <laughs> I came up with that. Then we have I call it Master Zed because I'm a Canadian. <laughs> I don't know what they call it in the movie, but I think. So the Brits say well, yeah. Zed, and... Is it only Americans that say... Z- I don't even want to say it. I don't pretty know. much, I think. Well, you know the word I would have said. Yeah. So Master Zed, Ip Man Legacy. I believe it's the fourth film in this franchise. It's the first one kind of spinning off. And I think okay. we've screened them all. Well, there's other Ip Man movies that aren't part of the... This canon. Or they are part of a uh, universe? The, the Ip Man cinematic universe. Yes. And I thought it was IP Man, and he was like an intellectual property lawyer. <laughs> and I was like, this, how is this going to be good? But this is cool because it's got Michelle Yeoh, who oh, yeah. I think is the best. So She's so good. cool. Tomorrow oh. Never Dies, so good. The only <laughs> good part is Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> Poor Michelle Yeoh. Record scratch. The bad James Bond days. <laughs> it's a big, fun... PG-rated martial arts Oh, film. is it? Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. And Dave uh, Bautista. Dave Bautista. I had a dude call yesterday about when we were showing it because he thought it might be 9 a.m. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, no, it's p.m. And then I was like, oh, it's probably like a gory punch-em-up thing. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't know it was like actually Yeah, we have PG. a couple of slightly earlier screenings, like 8.15, 8.45. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just one of those things where we have one screen. So the martial art movie is going to get the later time slot versus yeah. Halston and Red, Red Joe. Red Sonya Part 2. Red Sonya Part 2. Then we have a one-night-only movie called Project Ithaca. It's a Canadian sci-fi horror, I believe. Oh, funny, yeah, it's like so. a poster. Looks like kind of alienish. It's funny. It's directed by Nicholas Humphreys, and our former projectionist was named Nicholas oh, Humphrey. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, like, two letters. It's like, he finally made it to the big time. I actually texted him and was like, hey, look, you directed a movie this yes. week. <laughs> That's like everyone who tells me about Eric Larson, the author. Or Eric Larson, the comic book artist. Yeah, it's it, that's true. And then you can find both of their works in a bookstore and tag me about it. Nick said that on IMDb, this director didn't have a photo. 
And I'm like, oh, submit your photo. Put, oh, put your photo on. That'd Just, be so good. Do the wiki article about yourself. Then we continue our Ida Lupino at 100 Film Festival with The Hitchhiker. Oh. I watched Not Wanted last weekend. It was so good. Even if the movie isn't some five-star kind of thing, it's just this drive-in soap it's, opera. It's a feel. Oh, it's so good. And the restoration looks beautiful. There's this black and white cinematography. And it's so, especially with the time, you're like, wow, this must have been offensive. Not, or like yeah. controversial. Because it's about a 19-year-old out of wedlock, knocked up, single mother. Yeah. Maybe giving up her kid for adoption, maybe not. It's just fun. And it's just, when you watch a movie like that here, you're like, oh, this may have played here in yeah. 1949. Oh, it's so weird. I was watching one called The Beat Generation that was 1959. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't know much about it, but it based, it turned out to be about this dude, uh, this, like, serial rapist beatnik. And then it, at this, uh, so a woman gets impregnated and then wants to get an abortion. And then her husband's like, oh, you can't. It's against religion. You can't. And, and it was, this was 1959. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, was yeah. like, wow. Like, it was so, like, almost incendiary. It know? was probably the kind of stuff that was, like, the equivalent to X-rated at the time that would have those fun posters of, yeah. like, you will faint in the aisles and don't, you got to yeah. sign something to come in here. It's, it's weird. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the year before psycho, but just to even just to hear them say rape in a movie like that just yeah. felt so shocking, you know? So, and the hitchhiker has a great tagline. It's okay. when was the last time you invited death into your car? I drove Andrew home. It was registered to the national film preservation board in 1998. So, oh. And it's 71 minutes. I, I saw that. I was oh, like, I oh, the movies. Josh special. The Josh special. Man. We're starting the matinee at 2 on Sunday. And it's every once in a while, like, a time slot pops up that looks strange. Yeah. I don't think we've ever started a movie at 2. But it's because it's so short, we mm -hmm. can start it a bit later. Is that the first show that day? Yeah, that's the Sunday afternoon show. Okay. Because it's only 71 minutes. But Ooh, I love me a 71-minute movie. I'm intrigued. Maybe I'll show up. I think a lot of it, too, is there's no credits. There's no, you know, so that would have added five minutes. Yeah. But, but still. And at the time, it was, you know, there was a cartoon, a newsreel, local news, possibly. Like, there's all this stuff ahead of it that yeah, added yeah. an extra, an actual entertaining 20 minutes to your show. Not like now. Not like now. <laughs> Multiplex. The Cineplex ad. The Cineplex that you already had. <laughs> My favorite at Cineplex is when they advertise TV. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You fool. <laughs> And then we have our 118th consecutive month screening, oh The Room. Getting close to 125. Almost seven months away, you might yeah. say. <laughs> if, I could, if only the math were easier, but still. We've hit a good pace with the math, though, because we're 112 was last year. 124 is going to be this year. So we're always kind of on that. So is 125 going to be January? So I'm not doing the math quickly enough in my head. You do. Yeah, so 118, so 125 will be January 2020. Mm, so that's kind of cool. We by happenstance hit this like rotation of yeah. of 100 and then 112 and then yeah. 120. Yeah, so a little bit easy to remember yeah. when you're kind of doing the math. You're like, oh, we're in June now? Yeah, that's that. So Insane. Yeah, and it just, you know, continues to roll along as <laughs> this movie that draws a crowd. Yeah. And when people are like, why do you keep showing that? We're like, people keep coming to it. I feel like we have to at least get to 125 now if we're already at 118. Well, and things keep happening that roll it along where the book came out mm -hmm. and then the movie came out and then it won a bunch of awards and now Greg's doing his stuff. So that keeps it in the public eye. Big Shark's not coming out. Big Shark's, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine it's going to be 
screening 300. Like, it's just going to keep going. Yeah. Like, maybe when we get to screening 300, they'll put us in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> they'll start to pay attention to your emails at that point. <laughs> they won't send a brush off of a chain letter saying, Dear fill in the blank, yeah. thank you for your letter. We don't care about your dumb record. Man, Do the, something cooler. The Guinness interns are tired of you. Yeah. And we'll mention just before wrapping up that I was very excited that we managed to finally figure out the bookings for our mini film fest in July. It took a while because some movies were unavailable, and but it's our Women Directors Film Fest Retro 80s Edition. Oh, nice. It's going to be so much fun. I hope people come out for it. So we have four films from four different female directors from the 1980s, starting with Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Real Genius, The Original Pet Cemetery and Suburbia from 1983. We think this might be the first time that both Suburbia and Real Genius have actually been on screen in Ottawa. I've never seen either of them. Don't tell anyone. I'll look like a fool. Be embarrassed. (laughs) But it's a nice diverse batch of films, and I want these to do really well, and then next year I want to do retro 90s women in film, which could be be movies like Point Break, Tank Girl, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. There's so so many weird ones that you wouldn't, really think like a lot of people don't realize pet cemetery was directed by a woman yeah i think she did both of them actually the aforementioned pet cemetery (laughs) t-o-o that really worked out well for us to bring that back up yeah those are on sundays and mondays throughout july some will be matinees some will be like 9 p.m stuff i'm sure pet cemetery will be 9 p.m on the sunday and monday but yeah do come out and support those because we love screening these kind of fun little film fest and it's cool getting four different women filmmakers up on screen who have done cool stuff so and we wanted to screen i wanted to screen desperately seeking susan and near dark both of which are unavailable i can't even believe i always forget desperately seeking susan was a movie also and it's so of its time cool like it has this really great animated opening sequence oh man wow. and it's madonna when she was madonna the music's great and yeah it's so Oh my god, calm down. Ghost. (laughs) He's really mad we didn't get the Madonna movie. (laughs) And he's furious. (laughs) Are we getting swept away at least? Like, come on. Who's that girl? (laughs) Classic. So we'll wrap this up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. You can find us online at mayfairtheater.ca and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we'll be back next week to talk about more cinema cool movies and Nightmare Cinema all kinds of cool stuff to talk about so Josh and I are very excited about that so look forward to us gushing on the next one I believe the Canadian premiere of Nightmare Cinema I'm pretty excited about that every time you hear a bell ring Nightmare Cinema gets its wings (laughs) you don't know what Andrew's doing in the corner here okay bye everybody bye 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 we're showing Pet Cemetery 2 in August right (laughs) Pet Cemetery 2 could be the 90s oh man when we do our Edward Furlong festival oh god Terminator 2 and the only two sequels that he does Hey, what are you doing? Getting things ready for Mom. Mom's dead, Jeff. She doesn't have to be. Something strange. I didn't think much about it until I saw him drag the body out of the coffin. Something ancient. Bury your own. Something evil. Was it your idea of a joke to send me blood from a dead animal? This dog is alive. Not this dog. Something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pick up your family and get the hell out of that town.
Cemetery 2. Jeff, honey. Father and I need to talk. Some stories just won't stay dead. Thank you.